The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to DW Conspiracy Shack. I'm Daniel. And I'm Wilbur. And we're bringing you another hot, fiery episode today. But before we get to that, um, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review uh, just to get uh, your thoughts out there so we can kind of gauge what you're feeling with the show. Um just five stars helps the algorithms and all that good stuff. I mean, they're, they've been pouring in as of late. I mean, we've had just our the, – the viewership, the, the the shack is growing and growing. So It's almost monetizable. With all that additional – with all you additional uh, folk uh, jumping on board to hear us and hear the truth, we, uh, we thank you very much because you know you're not going to get it anywhere else and right here in the shack. Ain't that right, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, I just love listening to you. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, whatever you want, baby girl. I want to talk about uh, 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 bullies and how they're necessary because they're apex predators. <coughs> and Excuse me. And we need that. Well, Soft no. disclosure, we just ate a bunch of food. Like, Soft disclosure? Starving. <laughs> No, I'm, I think I'm you're still, still chewing. Up. Yeah, you're still chewing. We're on a time crunch today. We we that, really are. The shack, uh, you know, the shack keeps us busy. So we got to get in here. Let's okay. spill our minds. The bully thing. Right. I think we. Need I was cl- just joking. Classic bullies, I not would, these cyber bullies. I know. I'm just joking. I wouldn't. Didn't want to talk about that. I actually wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, do you have anything on mines and copper that we could talk about? I don't know. What are you thinking? I was thinking about them copper mines up in Michigan. In Michigan? Yeah, the UP or the 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 Great Lakes area, Lake. I guess you don't mean Minnesota. Or it could be no, I don't. 
You mean Michigan? Pretty sure. No. I don't got nothing. Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, see you guys next week. <laughs> no. On... <laughs> That's funny. Just like making you swim out there. Now we're going to talk about the great ancient copper mines of Michigan. Oh. Now this is one of the weird things uh, as far as archaeology in North America goes. That this thing's real and nobody ever talks about it. Because it messes, you know why? It messes with the narrative and throws off the timeline. It doesn't, to me, throw off the timeline. I will agree it messes with the narrative. Well, you know, they're both in the one and the same. Excuse me. There's 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 slips in both. There's there's uh, inconsistencies. No, I agree with that, but I'm talking about for this story, it doesn't really change the timeline of anything particularly. Well, one could argue that. Okay, you go ahead and argue it. No, nah, not not this one. Oh. So this these small group of copper mines, these ancient copper mines in Michigan, half a billion pounds of copper was harvested. Half a billion? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's like 500 million. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. So this copper mine was active from 2500 BC. Okay. That's a long time ago. Pre-Ice Age. Yeah. 2500 BC to 1200 BC. Which is where the Ice Age ended, right? No. No, started. No, 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 no. Not, we're not that far back. Wait, to tw- BC 1200? 2500 to 1200. Oh, I was thinking 25,000. Not 1,000, tw- 100. <laughs> I had my O's, my, in the, my commas in the wrong column. Yes. Uh, so this is a really long time ago here in North America. So, yeah, what would that be, uh, 4,000 years ago, roughly? 4,500 years ago for the older date. Yeah, okay. To roughly about... But people didn't live here back then. Well, nobody's arguing Native Americans lived here. It was Clovis culture back then. They just lived back here. So we have a lot of remains. So let's get into it. I was being... That was my impression of a professor at a university. pounds of copper was mined in tens of thousands of pit-style mines in the Isle Royale of the Quinoa Peninsula of Michigan. Ooh, I like quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> by ancient miners over a period of about a thousand years. Okay. Give or take a couple hundred. So, like I said, that was an estimate, the numbers I gave. They think it was roughly about a thousand years, but it could be, you know, there's, there's some wiggle room. Right, either way, yeah. Uh, so officially, it starts roughly about 2450 BC and ends abruptly at 1200 BC. And by this, we mean that it seems like the mining started slow and got bigger, bigger, and bigger, but it, everything just stopped. Hmm. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Hmm. So it's it's weird, depending on which storyline you want to go with. Other storylines, it makes perfect sense, actually. Okay. Yeah. What? Was there like a, a flood? A new metal was discovered around that time. Oh, steel, kind of, iron. It made copper kind of useless. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, so, officially nobody knows where the Michigan copper went. It's just Half a, a billion pounds. Nobody d- knows what happened to it. No, uh, no, uh, I don't know. Receipt? Pound? No receipt. Okay. All the ancient copper culture tools that have been found... Could have been manufactured from just one or one of a couple large boulders. Oh, okay. So out of all the stuff we found in North America made of copper, it's like one rock worth. Hmm. We're missing half a billion pounds. Pounds worth. So you're insinuating that, that copper isn't here in America. 
It's probably not. <clears throat> a place card in London's British Museum Bronze Age Axe Exhibit says, from about 2500 B.C., the use of copper formerly limited in parts of southern Europe suddenly swept through the rest of the continent. Hmm. So here's a weird thing. Right at the same time this mine started, copper culture exploded in Europe. Okay. Okay. You still with me? Yeah. No one seems to know where any of this copper in Europe came from. Well, I, did we just figure out that? They didn't know where it came from? Maybe it came from perhaps another continent? Yeah, so we're going to get oh. some hidden knowledge. Oh, oh occult stuff. Mm-hmm. About as least like low-level occult as I guess you can get. Well, I mean, occult's just hidden yeah. knowledge, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not like... Not the uh, not the occult, yeah. just occult these knowledge. These people aren't like summoning copper going, no, them no, out of them no, on no. the pier. No, there's a big difference between the occult and No, they occult. bought it off a boat. They know it came from a guy off a boat. They right. bought the copper. Okay. They just don't know like... Where that guy got it. Yeah, where he sourced it from. Mm-hmm. He murdered a bunch of people and stole it. Kinda. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Uh, so no one seems to really know where the copper age or where the copper came from. Native American legends tell of mining was done by fair haired marine men. Interesting. Or mermen. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's really weird. Now hold on to that and we'll come back to it. Okay, hang on. Fair haired marine men. Marine men or mer- or mermen. Mermen. <clears throat> All along with these wooden tools, stone hammers, and walrus skin bags were found. A huge copper boulder was found at the bottom of one of these pits that was going to be raised up by solid oak timbers. Mm. Uh, from the bottom, like, from the bottom, it was still prefer- preserved because there's an anaerobic conditions more than three thousand years. You know, basically these fill it in. The anaerobic bacteria don't let oxygen in, uh-huh. so. There's no decom- decomposition. It didn't oxidize. So literally, we found one of these. We know how they were picking the boulders out, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because we found one that had the like the sling around it. Still attached. Yeah. That's crazy. What are the odds? It was a lot more, not saying anything against the Native Americans of the area, but this was this site had a lot more advanced technologies than they were currently using at the time. More sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. Not saying they weren't capable of using such technologies or developing such technologies. They didn't need to. Mm-hmm. So all the other, once you get away from this little area... All the Native Americans still had stone tools. Okay. Wood tools. Yeah. No copper. Nobody's finding any of this copper in the you know in in North America, but used by the Native Americans, which makes sense. They didn't really ever get to copper culture. You know, they didn't need it. I mean, they could have used it. They but... could have used it, but they were fine with what they had. Right. Yeah. And I think that be a lesson to us all. <laughs> it was thought that most of uh, the miners retired to. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and other locations south on the onset of the Harwinders of Lake Superior. The miners would appear to have ended overnight when they thought they left one day and never came back. During the thousand-year period of mining, some of the miners must have explored the continent to the west, as evidence of strangely large skeletons were found in the places. Uh-oh. Giants? Uh, by this, I mean, you know, slightly bigger than a lot of the Native Americans at the time. So, bigger, but still bigger people. Yeah. But on average, bigger. Yeah. So giants. Na- yes. Okay. So these copper, this copper, it had taken, with the current tools of the time, of the Native Americans, it would have taken 10,000 men, roughly about 10,000 years to mine this much copper. Mm. Well, that's that doesn't add up. No. So. And keep mind, this is in the Great Lakes region. And like I just kind of said, whoever was doing this had to not stay in the winter. 
We currently can't do these massive mining operations in the winter up there. Because we can't stay in the cold? Yeah. I mean, but, working outside in these, the ground freezes. Right. You know, it's like everything that was dirt becomes a rock, essentially. Yeah. So it just slows everything down. You're going to get frostbite. It's just... But if you're a giant, maybe you're more resilient to some cold. You may be more resilient. No, not even a mammoth wants to be standing out here in this. Maybe you wouldn't require as much men to do as much mining or lifting to get that much weight out. Hmm. Maybe one giant could sling up one of these huge rocks to just one, you know, whatever piece of wood they strapped it to and pulled it out himself. Could just been an army of like 10 just going on a constant loop year round, pulling mine, but they're indentured servants. Or maybe they were created to mine it. <laughs> so it seems like when Lewis and Clark and all these people started exploring the West for quote unquote the first time. Yeah. There seem to be traces of European culture spread out in other cultures mixed in. Odd. Everything from, like we've talked about with Egyptian mm-hmm. to all these random cultures. But they don't seem ancient. They seem like they just missed him. Yeah. You now we're talking 1,500 years. Right, yeah. At this point. Uh, so they're not talking about something, you know, it's 6,000 years old. Uh, they found everything from east of the Rocky Mountains and the Hubers, these giant, like, drawings and the art style seems to be completely different. Let's talk about the silver and the copper. So pieces of native uh, native Michigan copper have what's called uh, silver inclusions. So there's crystalline little pieces of silver. Within the copper veins? Yes. Okay. Mechanically enclosed, it is, but not an alloy. So it's not mixing. Okay. But it's in there. It's like encased in it. Yeah, this is often called half-breed copper. Ooh. In the commercial mines... Half-breed? In the commercial mines, the miners are said to have cut these silver nodules out with knives and take them home. The presence of these silver nodes in the old copper culture took some, uh, they, they were made by hammering. They were called cold workings. So they're actually hammering this stuff out with the cold. Huh. These hammered weapons and tools are found in the Hopewell Mounds sometimes. Wow. That's pretty cool. Which is very odd because the Hopewell didn't have them. Oh, really? And there's, that's, this is this area where we live. Yes. That's kind of crazy. Right down the road, actually. It is, yes. I've been, well. There's a Hopewell Mound five miles that way. Dang, that's crazy. Everybody doesn't know what direction I pointed, but it was west. That way. Yes, it's that way. Did they find any of these silver, copper ally, or whatever, silver, copper tools in their mounds? Yeah. That's what I just said. I mean, that one right there? I don't know about that one. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I just said. Showing sparks of silver are only found in copper of Lake Superior. Oh, okay. That's pretty specific. That's it. It's the only spot ever. Apparently, one instance of identifying by silver inclusions has occurred overseas. In a letter on December 1st, 1995, Paladin Jenkins, a historian from Galstonbury, writes, I met a farmer who owns the land and has a magnetic stone circle. He's called Mary Maddens, as far west as Cornwell. While clearing the hedges, he discovered an arrowhead, which he had seen in the British Museum. He sent to the British Museum to identify. The answer turned that it's about 5,000 years old, source Michigan, USA. Wow. Where, what country is this in? England. England, okay. That's what I thought you said, but I wasn't sure. So the trace elements analysis. So basically, we can go into this fully. We don't need to. Yeah, everybody at home, you don't believe me, you can look it up. Yeah. 
there's what's called kind of these metal DNAs. It's not DNA truly, but it's like a history of where the stuff comes from. They can right. prove all this copper in the Europe seems to have come from Michigan. Right. So let's talk about what that means. So 2,500 years ago, we have a couple different options. So if you listen to the Native American stories of the area, they say mermen came and mined this. Fair-haired mermen. Okay. Or marine men. What a lot of people are believing is what they meant is mariners. Just like uh, shipgoers. Yes. Ocean, yeah. They didn't have anything in this, like their culture. Mm -hmm. So they had to kind of make up a word that made sense to them. I kind of think of it like on uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, There's like that one small little group that lives on an island, and they're the seafaring, like, they're known for their shipbuilding, Mm -hmm. and they're known for traveling across the sea. That's like kind of what they're... What, whatever their uh, culture, their tribe, their whatever you call them, was based around it was seagoing or yes. sh- sea sailing. So that's kind of what we think's happening here, at least one part. So if you want to believe the mainstream, and I don't think it matters truly for this story, is that it seems like some group had a vast amount of people coming and harvesting copper here. They weren't telling anybody else about I wonder if it's like the Vikings or something. Now, something like that. I mean, it could yeah. be uh, some group that knew this copper node was here. They knew how to extract it, where they had a bunch of slaves or whatever. Yeah. And then during the winter, they just disappeared. A lot of the evidence shows that they really weren't digging in this area in the winter. And most people believe they would probably just move. You're not, you know, you're not digging. Then what's the point leave. of being there? Yeah. Uh, so this large group of people had probably the most profitable business in the world for, you know, about a thousand years because they were coming to Europe and almost Europe wasn't mining any of its copper. Pretty much it was buying all of its copper. Okay. And that's why they say they don't know where it came from. They That's kind of a misquote because they know where it came from. They bought it off a guy off a ship. Yeah. They don't know where he got it. They don't know. Yeah, exactly. Where he sourced it. Yeah, but they, you know, they got it off a guy off a ship. So what a lot of these people believe is that there was this group that had, that got to North America first. Not, you know, the New Americans are here first, at least as this, this storyline. The Americans are here first. Uh, a group of some people think Africans, some people think uh, Europeans, Moors, whoever this group was, was traversing the o- you know the ocean vastly, found this node in the Great Lakes region, knew it was worth a butt ton. Right Ooh, when that's a lot, yeah. Right when Europe specifically was starting to get all these metallurgies mm, okay. to start making copper stuff. Yeah, so there's so, a high demand. Yeah. It ended right at the right at the start of the Bronze Age, or not the Bronze Age, Iron Age, Iron Age. Okay, so they literally, literally, it almost directly coincides to where they had all Europe has a ton of iron. So and it's a lot stronger. It's a lot better than copper. Oh, it's yeah, way better. So it seems like this business dried up overnight. Hmm. Interesting. Because it kind of did. Whoever was it going over there and extracting copper? Stop. It was very. It was very costly to go and get. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, your biggest buyer's like, "No, we're onto this new thing that has actually." See that big mountain back there? Yeah. That's all it's made of. Full of it, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you know, crap." We need to change our plan up yeah. a little bit. But it was over a thousand years harvested. Huh. So that's kind of the non-mainstream kind of mainstream thoughts, because we know it was harvested almost. It, you'd be very hard-pressed to find a historian saying the Native Americans did it. Because, yeah, I mean, they probably have no written history. or well, Native Americans didn't really have written history, but no one in the area telling stories about... Because they didn't use the copper. Yeah, what they use it for? Arrowheads? 
No. I mean, even if they were using it for tools, knives, stuff like that, we'd find that stuff. We mm-hmm. find tons of their stuff. Mm-hmm. I have three drawers in this house full of this stuff. Right. It's always not that. It's not made of copper. Yeah. So that's kind of the thought is that it was some other group. Mm. Now, some people link it in that it's actually this secretive organization of giants doing it. Hmm. Now, this one I can I can, I can get behind. And the giants stopped showing themselves long before this, but we're still kind of running the world. Yeah. At least industrial-wise. You know, so they were coming in, and they were mining this, and that's why it would take 10,000 men, 10,000 years, unless you're 12 foot tall and you can throw these boulders out. Of giant proportion, yeah. No pun intended. Also, all these weird artifacts in North America could be explained by an ocean-faring race that collected a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so these weird Egyptian artifacts that pop up. Ah, so you think they... Maybe not the Egyptians being here, but... The Egyptians, I don't think, were here themselves. Yeah. But this culture that had visited Egypt, that traded with Egypt, ended up with some of their stuff. And that's where they stashed it. If you look at Oak Island, it's a good example of it. Oak Island's got Chinese coins. It's got uh, some Roman coins. It's got some Egyptian stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's probably because one of these... If you want to go the giant route, one of these giants has emptied his pockets on accident on the beach and... This was his stash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just pocket change. Before he swam across the ocean to like... Just walked along the bottom. That's all they do. Yeah. They walk and they drag the <laughs> like they drag hippos. the copper back and forth. Yeah, that's where those big that's where the wires keep going. Ah, it's the giants. It's in their path. Mm-hmm. It's copper tearing up or iron at this point. And then there is a small small group that thinks the Native Americans were actually mining this ocean faring, traveling to Europe and selling it. Well, I could believe it if there was uh, evidence of Native Americans coming to Europe. My biggest thing against it yeah. is there's no Native American genetics in Europe. Right, exactly. It's very unique to here. If you start traveling over there, you're definitely going to bang somebody, and you're going to leave or genetics. S- or somebody's going to bang, bang you. you. Well, now if you're the guy coming with all the money. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, someone's going to bang you. That's a, but nobody's forcibly banging you. Oh. You're the guy that is paying, apparently, redheaded giants to follow you around. Yeah, true. It'd be very <laughs> difficult. But no... What do you think? This is kind of the the base, and you everybody. When you go into this, there's tons and tons and tons more research and details. This is the very yeah. crux of the issue, right? The crux of the biscuit is the apostrophe. Okay, did you just have a stroke? Um, no. <laughs> um, what do I think? What's going on here? Or any of it? What do you just? I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome that they found this little mine, and and then it's not little. Well, I was saying that more... Uh, oh, sarcastically? Yeah. Sorry. That they found this and uh, that none of it... That they can't find any of the traces of it here. That's pretty amazing. Half a billion pounds. And the reason why it's not talked about is probably because it does throw off our historical... Yeah, it doesn't fit. Doesn't no, fit I don't the care. I don't care which way you cut it. Yeah. It's, there's no place to put it in our history, which there is... Which I think once you reach the age of reason and you get old enough to realize our history has been uh, majorly manipulated. The history books don't make sense. Uh, yeah, if you literally like boil it down or you know try to find answers to some things. Pocahontas was 11. Was she? Yeah. They wrote a, they, Disney made a movie about an 11-year-old girl that gets... An adult, abducted by year old man. John Smith and yeah. banged. Yeah. Banged her. No, he definitely did. Yeah. It's historical evidence. Does she have offspring? 
I don't remember. I don't know either. She says, I hope I'm related. Huh? I hope I'm related to Pocahontas. How would you be related to Pocahontas? I don't like know. That I just, senator? I just hope. What's that white lady that puts on the Indian headdress? Oh, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pr- I am more Native American than her. That's I mean, so funny. am I, but I don't ever claim. Exactly. I got a picture of my great, I was, it would be three great grandmother, and she was full bled. Dang. Credentials. What, what, was, what is that, 132nd? She had paperwork, yeah. And I think Elizabeth Warren is like one, one, it was one 1,000th something. Like, you know what else that equals? None. And she's not. If I had one, if I had one one thousandth of a dollar, I'd have one one hundred or what? One, one tenth of a penny. Yeah, which means you have nothing. I have no money. Yes, my bank account doesn't have that many spots behind the decimal. What is this, Superman three? So continue. Oh, did you get that reference or not? No. Okay. Oh, that's in Superman three where they did the scheme to. Uh, I'm eating. To uh, they. Oh gosh, they did a, the scam to get all the remaining. So, you know, like below a penny, you got like decimal points, you know, of dollar amounts that are just remainders left over. But then the guy developed a software to uh, collect all those remainders and move it into a separate account that accumulates money over time. Because normally the bank would just get rid of those extra decimals and just round it off to the nearest number. So he collects all them and it goes into a separate account and then he gets rich off of it. But then they did the same plot in Office Space, too. I was going to say, that was in <laughs> Superman 3? Yeah, that's where it started. It was Superman oh, 3. Oh, I've seen it in Office Space. Yeah, that's where Office Space got oh, it from. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah Office Space. I don't remember it. Superman in there. Uh, nope. Superman 3, though, that's what they did. Hmm. So it's all, you know, every th- time really truly is a loop. Everything does repeat itself, whether it's Superman 3 to Office Space to uh, so Casablanca think- to Out Cold. What do you think about those kind of... I guess four core theories. Uh oh, which one is? So there's kind of this first one is likely the Native Americans did it and used the stuff. Well, we just haven't found it. Obviously not. The second one would be uh, somebody from Europe came over and was mining it and was selling it back. Mm-hmm. Third kind of one is I guess would be giants. I guess there's five. Yeah. Fourth one would be Native Americans mining it and then bring it to Europe to sell it. Mm-hmm. And the fifth one would be a race from somewhere else in the world doing this and making, you know, oceanic travels and trade. Oh, I even got another one. What if this mine is actually a lot older than they even say? Now, I do have something for you on that, but continue. I say, what if it's, I was just going to say, it might be even older and older, and this stuff could have been extracted or used a long time ago, and the reason why there's no uh, trace of it now is because anything that had it in it would have already oxidized, corroded, unless it was like, I don't know, preserved in some way or fa- fas- fashion or other. Anaerobic conditions. Yeah, it's going to require something like that. But they're full. It's, it's The mines are full of anaerobic yeah, conditions. Yeah, the mines are, but I mean anything extracted probably. out, like the evidence of what it was being used for, is probably, if it's old, 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 um, you know, I'm, and I'm talking tens of thousands of years plus, like 40,000, who knows? If it's something like that old, anything pulled out of there isn't gonna <clears throat> isn't gonna last. It's gonna oxidize, especially if there's great cataclysms, great floods, and things like that, where things would just go to waste. Unless it's luckily like preserved or you know some way or another. But it and then and then you have to be lucky enough to find it or dig it up on top of it. I, I, so it could be 
And which would also throw off the narrative. So it's like they don't want to talk about it because there's no likely explanation that fits this narrative. So the best thing to do is just not talk about it. Then we can't, you can't prove it's wrong if you don't talk about it. You know, if there ain't nothing we're talking about to even prove wrong. So we just don't even bring it up. Don't even put it in our history books. It happened. But nope, not according to this book. It's not, it's not worth mentioning. So it's not important. I think my biggest favorite piece of evidence of this thing is that at least most of mine was active for certain dates. It's kind of weird how they directly coincide with the European copper age. Right, yeah. Almost to like the day. Like when they stop mining is when they stop buying copper. How do they know that though? Which thing? How do they know like when they stopped? So a lot of it's some like geological erosions inside the mine and stuff like that. You can kind of tell because copper is pretty good about telling age by colorations and stuff like that. Yeah. It's... There's a lot we can go into. I kind of trust most of the dates. There's one thing, though, that shows that maybe an older group knew about this location. Because that's kind of the other big question. Let's say it's not the Native Americans. Let's take them out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us four or five more theories. We get rid of the Native American you know, side of it. Which when- I don't think, if they had anything to do with it, it was probably not good for them. Okay. Probably uh, whatever group came in. By using them as a workforce, mm, yeah, not the best thing. No, because uh, like I said, the Native Americans—not that they weren't capable of making copper stuff. They didn't want to. They yeah. didn't have a need for it. Why are you going to go dig a rock out of you know forty Wait, yeah. feet down? Yeah, why are you going to extract stuff from Earth if you don't need it? They don't take. They don't take from the Earth that they don't need. They already had other stuff. They right. were adequately, you know, they had you know, they had their own technologies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so let's take them out. How did they find this spot? We're talking on the Keenot Peninsula in Michigan, in the middle of the Great Lakes, in the middle of nowhere. You know, like 3,000 miles inland. It's like, the, well, I know how they found it. Simple. You're playing the game, uh, oh, what's it called? Sid Meier's Civilization. You ever played that? No. Well, basically, you start off as a, you pick a whatever country you are, but you start off back like a long time ago and you... You basically start a spot, you build your first ever city, but then you send scouts out to explore the world. And they'll keep exploring. And eventually, you know, you'll find some, like, tribal, you know, indigenous people that will try to kill you or something. But as they're exploring, they'll come across mines and, like, ores and, you know, places to extract material. So as long as you've got scouts out there, and it's on the Great Lakes. So if someone's exploring... If, especially if it's a seafaring civilization, guess where they're going to be you know, most uh, adept is on the water. So they're cruising across the lakes. They're probably, you know, covering every square inch. And then once they've seen that copper node just sticking up out of the ground, it's like, oh, boy. And they like, Gary, we did it today. They're copper prospectors that found it. You know, they were good back in the day. They knew what they were doing. They found so you if it's one of the biggest ones in the world, of course they're going to find it and stumble across it. That's how. Or Native Americans had like hot air, ancient hot air balloons that they used, and they used to scout out the area, and someone found it from up there. That's another idea. So there is a cu- little couple weird pieces of evidence that some of these, like I said, there's tons, there's thousands of these pits. Mm-hmm. That's pit mining. It's very different. Okay. A couple of the older big ones... There's some evidence to say they're 12,000 years old. Ooh. So it should be an old site. 
So that's well, that's what one of the thoughts is, is that this ancient culture actually found it, had it on some kind of map, hidden knowledge kind of deal. Ah. And whoever came in second New already right, had where it is. So right they, where to go. They weren't exploring for it. They were They're making towards. a beeline to it. Yes. Like in the movie uh, The Road to El Dorado, when he finds yeah. that map and the, they're following all the things. Exactly. Basically make a beeline right for it, whereas before they would have never have. So that's kind of what I think happened. I think this was marked on a map yeah. in a much older time that either a corporation, a ledger, or a family had access to a lot of this old hidden knowledge. A blue blood royal family. And then it doesn't have to be. I don't care. I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be African. I don't. It could be a lizard uh, people could that be. are running countries today. I like a lot of like, there's Egyptian stuff, there's African stuff, and there's some uh, Maori people stuff that I really think they could have been oceanic pharaohs of the globe much earlier than previously thought. Than our history books tell us. Yeah, and I'm not saying Europeans couldn't have done it or Native Americans couldn't have done it. I just don't think so from what I've looked into. Yeah. First off, Native Americans didn't want to, I don't think. Right, yeah. And then second off, Europe had its own problems, and it would have been very hard to make a ship and leave. Because the king wouldn't let you. Oh, yeah. There's there was, that part, too. There's a lot of other problems in Europe. They would have sailed off the edge of the world. No, they would just beheaded because you were going oh. against the crown. Remember when they, they all th- thought that, though? Oh, you can't sail west. You'll sail off the edge of the world. You it, thought that. No, I don't believe that. So you think that I think was, was happening? What I think was happening was that this, this family has this information, and they probably had a collection. The second copper became valuable... Because they probably knew it forever. They knew it's it was like, there. Pew! But it's not worth anything, yeah. right? You know, why are we going to go all the way in, through the Great Lakes, get all these people up there? You know, you're using copper for little instrumentations. Right, yeah. You don't need these giant hunks of copper. Right. The second it became valuable in Europe, we're like, okay, well, we know where we got a reserve of it. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Either brought tens of thousands of slaves up or took over some Native American colonies and made them dig it. Right. It was, you know, whatever they had to do. Hmm. I don't personally think this was the Giants, at least the first time or, or the second time around. That 12, the 2500 BC, or yeah, BC to 1200 BC. I just wonder what all that copper could have been used for then. It would make sense for all the European tools. Yeah. Because it's kind of co-exactly, they needed a half billion pounds. What, like they're, they're piping too? Piping, uh, farm equipment, decorations, Lady jewelry. Liberty. That's different copper. That's oh. the French's copper. Wasn't good. That's why well, she's green. Well, yeah, oxidized. Yeah, you're supposed to put cornstarch on her. French don't know that. Well, no, they do. They, they use did. They just didn't tell us. They just don't. It's like giving somebody a tropical fish as a present and not telling them how to take care of it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it actually takes salt water. Yeah, here's a baby shark. Yeah. Good luck. I oh, like that song. No, so that's what I think happened. Hmm. This is some other group previously that found the copper long, long time ago, uh, probably from exploring. You know, it could even be, I don't know, druids, I don't care. I think this is the copper they used in ancient, and I mean ancient, ancient, you know, 15,000 plus years ago. They were using this copper to create all their electronic devices, and they used it as wire and whatnot, and... They built big cities and buildings that were made, you know, uh, they were all electrically uh, uh, ran, but they used the, the electricity of the atmosphere, and they need copper 
to bridge that gap between the atmosphere and ground it to the earth so they can harness all that energy. And it requires a lot of copper to create all these uh, wiring and, you know, tubes, copper tubes, copper wires, copper conduit, all sorts they need. I really thought you were going to say copper condoms. Copper condoms. You know, the copperware condoms. Yeah, it makes your penis uh, perform time and a half better. Stick resistance. Exactly. Talk about grounding. This is a whole new... A whole new avenue. So they were using it for all this stuff to develop these uh, cultures, uh, you know, and pre-time that, you know, where people lived in, uh, they weren't uh, stuck under the man with having uh, energy requirements back in the day because they could get it from themselves through the atmosphere, through these copper conduits. But they needed, some guy had to come over here and get it all. Um, But, you know, these were better times. And they realized... uh, Hey, this is a bad idea. Let's let's destroy everything, reset the earth like is happening now, and they're going to restructure uh, society to be a slave state. And they've been doing it since then. And the reason they don't want to talk about it is because the copper mines led to our energy independence and freedom. So we weren't subholded to the grid and the people who own it and run it, which is the governments of the world that control the working class and normal everyday human beings that God put on this earth to experience life, emotion, uh, and those things of the such. And we can't do that naturally anymore because they're taking away all of our resources and they're not telling us the truth of what we used before. That's what all this is all about. That's why they're not talking about it. And that's why they're keeping it hidden. And now that we're digging it up again, they're probably going to create some global climate catastrophe that was man-made to cover it all up again. So it's a big circling, cycling loop. But it can change, I tell you. It can change. As long as we're aware of what's going on, we can fight back by quail. <laughs> Don't. Uh, listen to your uh, your slave owners that are keeping us in uh, in, in constant indentured servitude. By slave owners, I mean the people running our government, running, controlling the minds of the working class, everyday people. We are stronger together. We do not have as much differences as we do similarities. But once we take notice of that, we can overcome this tyranny and become strong, independent human beings. With purpose, vigor, full of life. And that's it. That's the copper mines for me. Hmm. Interesting. I, th- I think the big reason it's not talked about is uh, because it gets rid of the idea. It hurts more the idea that white, Europeop did, white Europe, Europe didn't discover North America, didn't discover a lot of its stuff. Like, When do you think that's going to end? That paradigm. I mean, it's kind of already fallen apart. At least, I think the first big one is realizing the Vikings are here 500 years before Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like all the evidence that points to that is just irrefutable. Like I still think Christopher Columbus was a psyop. I don't think he ever existed. It doesn't matter to me personally. Yeah, because they were here 20 years later after that, anyways. So I think these are all stories made up. None of that history ever even happened ever. No, oh, I think it did. I don't think I could. I don't care if Christopher Columbus is real or not. But mm-hmm. I think. White people getting to North America happened within 30 years because all the Native Americans died. Well, I mean, that, yes, did happen. That part happened, but... But to me, it doesn't matter if Christopher Columbus is real or not. Right, yeah. 1492, sailed three ships across the sea. What a very brave thing to do. 
Yeah, right. Messing up the rhyme a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think what, to me, it just shows that there were other large global powers at the time that most probably were not white, helping run everything. And that's kind of this big idea that was pushed by Europe, like the European kind of thought, hmm. is that Europe was the first, England specifically. European ideology. Was the, the crown. Was the first major ocean-faring race where, you know, it was every ocean. Right. And I really think they were the last. Probably. We were terrestrial creatures. No, I think Not seafaring. I think there was tons before us. Tons well, there's of people. that too. Like, uh, it could be the Mori people, for all we know. Could be. The Pacific Islanders could have been running the world. They probably were. They had some of the earliest, best star maps. Yeah. And still some of their star maps are used today. They're yeah. so accurate. Hmm. And they had adjustments for, like, all this stuff. It's just insane. The, the... You ever seen somebody traditionally do, like, Mori star mapping and stuff like that? Not particularly. It's a cool video. Like, yeah. you watch some videos. It's all done with your hand. But you have to have knowledge of what you're doing of all yeah. the stars, and you can get anywhere in the world. Hmm. I think I'm part Maori then. No, I've I watched you get lost in the kitchen. Oh please! If it's nighttime and I see the stars, I can go anywhere. Yeah, as long as you remember where you're going. Oh, I know where I'm going. See, I always know where big I'm thing going. Is you get distracted. Ah, uh, never, never squirrel. Uh no. I mean, it's like following a. Glow in the dark path at, in the middle of the night. I can I just follow the trail. Live living life to the fullest. Bye quail. Bye quail. Are you want me to end the episode? Is that what you're getting at? I think we're I think we've figured this out. That was the Native Americans that did it? No. Oh, what did we figure out? It was an it's a psyop cover up to The Mine? Uh, huh? The mine is? Yeah. It was active because we needed the copper to uh, further society and have a better standard of living for working class, everyday normal people. And when they realize they don't, we, we don't want that anymore, we want to control working class people, we closed up the mines, prevented it from being harvested anymore, and we lied about the history of it. Okay. Well, give me one more rant. What do you want me to rant about? What do you want to know? Uh, like in regards to this, mm. I mean, I went on a pretty good one there in the middle. Yeah, the middle. The problem is you don't always save them for the end. Yeah, well, I was on. It just came to me. Sometimes you can't. I'm not saying you plan them because you definitely do not. <laughs> Duh. I'm just saying that normally we kind of do it towards the end, and I hit the. There's just the button. It's just higher knowledge, you know, reaches me, and then I have to. I have to be a vessel for it. Mm. I have to speak it out into the into the ether. So it reaches the minds of those who need to hear it. You sound like a bright worker. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Nah, no. This is all from inside. Are you getting, are you getting all hot and warm on the inside? No, actually, I'm cold still. Mm. Let's take my jacket on. Weird. Bright workers. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. I think I'm getting a, a warm layer of protection cast over me uh, from our uh, protectors outside uh, watching over us, making sure we're safe. Keeping dark forces away from you. A shield of warm protection and light to save you, to keep you safe. Um, trust me, I only have good intentions. There's no such thing as that.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.